Welcome to the Artist Spotlight for Run Radio. I'm Trina Wilcox, and today, Phil Marinucci from Phil Marinucci Multimedia joins me today. Hello, welcome. Hi, thank you. How, How are, are you? you doing? I'm good. Good, good. So you've got a lot of things on your your uh, bio here that you do. You're a busy person. Uh, yeah, I'm. Aside from the music stuff that you've seen, I'm a multimedia guy. That's pretty much what I do for a living. Okay, right. so have you been doing this your whole life, or have you had a path that kind of has just intertwined it? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much my whole life. Um, uh, you know, it's it started out like I've always been involved in the arts, right? Okay. But I've also been involved in computers and business, and so multimedia is kind of um, a mesh mm -hmm. uh, of all those things. You know, so um, that's always been the case. You start out in the corporate world and then you kind of advance from there. So you've probably seen the website and all the things that that's the fun part about the job. Right. You can get involved in all kinds of different projects um, and learn all kinds of things. And, you know, you just keep going. It's not something that you ever, never get bored with. So what's your process kind of like? Um, well, generally speaking, like I, I run a, I run the multi um, basically agency. Right. Okay. So running an agency. So I have clients and that that particular process is just they contact me, they need work done and I get it done. Uh, so it all depends on what they're looking for. OK, so let's talk a little bit about the single fly and how that even came about and how music has how has grown and developed for you through the years. Okay, so Fly is, um, <laughs> it's a bit of a long story. Uh, again, like based on the question that you asked earlier, um, I, I was involved with this kind of stuff all my life. So I was a teenager and I was involved in, you know, art and, and um, music writing and, and game development and computers and all kinds of fun stuff. So this track um, was something that I wrote back then. I wrote a number of them actually, but this was the one that uh, I'd like the best. But back then, you got to remember, you're talking late 80s. Uh, there was no, there were no Macs. There was no equipment. There was no technology to do this kind of thing, right? Or the Macs that, that were there couldn't do what we can do today, put it that way. So um, uh, it was something that I just kind of, you know, put on the back burner. And, but it was a song that was always in the back of my mind. It was just because it was something that was, I was listening to AOR music back then. So you're talking like, you know, Journey in Asia and Foreigner and all these great groups. And I wanted to write something like that but it couldn't do anything with it. So I just kind of put it aside. And then um, it was during the pandemic that I realized that, you know, you, you suddenly have more time on your hands, you're doing your work, but you're stuck at home. And um, so I thought, okay, I, I looked around and said, I've got the equipment to do this now and I've got the time. So I figured I'd give it a try. You know, the interesting thing, but if you've heard, you heard the single, the beginning it has that guitar intro. Right. And, and so that was one of the first things I worked on was uh, when I started working on it, I said, OK, I'm going to try. And I put it together and I heard that intro. I said, that's it. I have to finish this track. Yeah. And that's kind of how it happened. And then um, I had no idea it was going to take so long. It, it took mm. uh, you know almost two years to finish it just oh. because, you know, it was just me. It's not like I had a band. I had to do all the instruments myself. I had to do all the arrangements myself. Um, plus I have to work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there was all these things. So it took time. And yeah. then, you know, as I was starting this, I realized it's like, I wanted to keep it in the style that it was originally 
uh, created in. So it was written in the 80s. Um, so I wanted to keep that sound. All right. And even if it was originally it was just supposed to be a pet project. But then mm -hmm. as it was developing, I said, OK, this is kind of working. And then when I let people hear it, the, the first thing that, that they were entertained by was the story that I'm telling you now. And the fact that here was this, this kind of this, this track kind of time traveled from mm -hmm. then to now. And, and it's basically a new 80s track. Yeah. And it is. It's great. I love the sound. The vocals sound great. I'm assuming those are your vocals. Those are mine. Thank you. That's all good. Um, and I think that is something that, you know, writers, songwriters all need to remember is don't throw stuff away. Hang on to it. And, and it's okay if it just sits there for a while and either is brought back to life or remastered later or reimagined later. I mean, because, you know, you didn't let it go. You let it, you know, sit for a while. So, I mean, is that something you would recommend that people are patient with their work? Oh, absolutely. Never throw any idea away, ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're gonna be a bit of a pack rat and you better have a lot of computer space or be good at organizing <laughs> your <laughs> ideas, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, because that, that's the way it's been all my life, right? I've got boxes and boxes of different story ideas and, and videos and games and all kinds of silly stuff throughout the years, right? Some that you may never touch, but that's okay. Because yeah. that's all, that's all part of the process. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and speak to the people, the, a lot of the, the target here are independent artists, people doing stuff on the side. Maybe that's more their passion, but I would like you to speak to that. You said, well, I've got to work too. So not everybody gets to be paid by their super passion or their project that they have in front of them right then. So how do you manage to make all of that work? Um, well, I, okay, I, used to, I, I used to run another facility um, that uh, wasn't mine. It was a graphic, um, it was marketing facility. And there was a lot of students that were working in there and they would have these because they were really struggling. They were designing stuff for clients and they were getting mad because they weren't agreeing with what the clients wanted. Okay. And I'm like, just, just breathe. Right, because this this you have to learn to kind of compartmentalize between the two, separate the two, your your work life versus your passion. Like, do what the client wants, make them happy, get paid, right? And then one five o'clock when you're finished, you can go home, do what you like, yeah. right? Do do the things that that make you happy and so forth. Now, if you're lucky enough to um, be able to do something for a living that you actually enjoy, which I I, I I'll admit I am. Okay, I love my job. I love what I do. Um, is it perfect all the time? No, um, but you know, it, I mean, it is what it is. But nonetheless, you know, this is the kind of thing that if you're creative, if you're lucky enough to be in that industry, then embrace it. You know, try to to separate the two so that you can enjoy your your client relationships um, as well as your personal projects. Because you never know. Over time, they they will tend to mesh, which is what ended up happening to me over the years, right? Because I ended up in the corporate world. I still mm -hmm. am today, but these, these, the thing that I was telling you about earlier about being involved in the arts, being involved in computers and being involved in essentially business administration, they all kind of merged into one where I am today. So if anybody's listening and they're interested in that sort of thing, that's, that's the advice I would give to them is just keep going and, and eventually the path will find you. Okay. 
So will we get more songs like Fly coming out soon? Because you said it took longer than you expected. Will you will you do it again? <laughs> you know, that's a hard question to answer. Um, the short answer is, yeah, there's at least one more because um, when I was developing the track, there was um, there was also there was an there was more to it. Um, but the, the track was getting too complicated and it was kind of veering away from AOR, uh, which is album oriented rock for anyone who wants to know, um, to more progressive rock. There are progressive rock elements in that track, but I tried to keep it down to a minimum. Right. So uh, there was another, there was basically another component to the track and it would have made the track like another minute or a minute and a half too long and more complex and less more radio like. Okay. So I took it out. And um, what I'm going to do with it is I've already started working on it is um, the track is called pre-flight and it is essentially a 60 second track. Um, You know, uh, the best example I can give you is in, in in the late seventies and in the early eighties, there were bands like, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, Van Halen where they did, you know, you really got me. And then the prior one was eruption. They had that, that small eruption piece and the same thing with queen with we will rock you and we are the champions. So that was quite common in, in uh, back then, a lot of stuff like that. So I'm going to do something similar and turn pre-flight into a companion track oh, for Fly. Neat. Yeah. Neat. Right. Hope so, you'll share it when it's done. Talk, talk a little bit about your process when it comes to getting a song put together. What's it like for you? Or do you start by taking notes or do you dedicate an hour? How's it work for you? Uh, it, it depends on how the idea started. Most of the time, like these days, I have written other things. Um, like I, I have composed um, uh, other other tracks, but mostly for for corporate use, to be honest, right? Because okay. I'm, you know, people, because I'm also involved in film editing and stuff like I mean. that. So, so when I'm putting together pieces for for clients, it's like sometimes I know I need a melody or or this or that, and it's probably easier for me to just make it than to try and go onto a website and, and um, you know, try to find the clip that I'm looking for. So I'll do that sort of stuff. Um, and so when I'm doing that, I'll just basically sit in front of the piano uh, or uh, um, basically a MIDI keyboard and um, just start playing notes and try to figure out things and see if I can find a melody that, that works um, for that particular project. Um, in other cases, if I'm just playing in front of the keyboard, if, I, if now you're just kind of experimenting, Mm-hmm. Right. And if you, fu- you hear something that you like, record it. Right. And so that that's usually how it starts. Right. When you're trying to create um, uh, an actual a full length piece. Um, there is one other one that, um, that I released in uh, in 2018. It's a completely different track. It's an EDM trance track. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It, again, it was one of those t- that helps to answer your question. I was just sitting in front of the keyboard and I was I was goofing around with um uh, these different sounds, and uh, I, I start. I, I like trance, so I started experimenting with that as well. And I was like, "Oh, this is not bad." So I ended up recording that. One. That one didn't take so long. That one only took three days oh, wow. to to put yeah. together. And so uh, my plan was to use it for, you know, for business promotion, like make videos and promote my agency and stuff like that. But I thought it was good enough, so I did release it on iTunes and that. So it's out there somewhere. And, um, but that's how that piece started was I was just experimenting. I was late. It was like on a Friday and it was like late on Sunday and I had a finished piece. Has that been your fastest project, music project like that? 
Uh, for that kind of one, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. other ones, if I'm doing things for film, I can usually turn it around in a couple of hours because oh, I know wow. what I need and it doesn't have to be very long. Um, but that was a six minute trance track. Um, so, but I kind of flew through it because trance is different. Trance mm -hmm. is, is you're basically coming up with a melody and you're building up a pattern and then, you know, you're building up the progressions. And, and uh, if you listen to trance, that's basically how it works. Then there's kind of a slow period, then a, then a rebuild and then a finale. So I was able to throw that together relatively fast, if you want to call three days fast, certainly faster than two years. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. When uh, you put your music out, do you do a lot of promoting and, and marketing or is it just more fun for you and whatever happens, happens? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I, that, that was probably the thing I was looking forward to the most. Yeah. Um, yeah, when, when the track was done, I'm like, okay, it's finished. And that was satisfying in itself. Right. But uh, I'm a marketing guy. Ah. So for me, this was like, OK, then <laughs> right? let's let's have some fun with it. And, and, and that's been I released it in um, the track was released in late November. Mm -hmm. And I've been basically promoting it ever since. Right. So, you know, uh, every night just submitting it to radio stations and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, because the, if you're an independent music artist, that's something you need to remember that there's a ton of opportunity out there to send this information out for free, right? Like because there are paid services if you want to use them, that's fine. And I may consider that as well. But for now, I've had um, a lot of luck. You know, I got to meet you and we're talking. Um, you know, all these all these methods of, of submitting and, you know, Google's your friend, Twitter's your friend, all that kind of stuff to, to get the material out there. Um, and then from there, you just have fun stuff. Like, I don't know if you can see this. My yes. Mug. Did you do the artwork? <laughs> yeah, I did. Awesome. Yeah, okay. so the artwork, what, go ahead. What, what other marketing tip would you give to indie artists? Because a lot of artists, actually everybody tends to get hung up on the marketing. We get overwhelmed with marketing. So what are some other takeaways that you can offer real quick that we should be doing? Um, as I said, I, I always go with the approach because this is not the first time that questions come up. And I, the first thing I, I try to do is try to um, get them to avoid to spend uh, money because a lot of them don't have the money to spend. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what puts them off, right? Yes. It's just like, all you got to do, and, I, and most of the time, as I said, I'm, I'm busy during the day. I'm doing my job. But, you know, sometimes my wife and I were sitting and we're watching TV and TV's on. That's fine. Well, I got my iPad in front of me. I, you know, rather than just sitting at, at a TV or watching a hockey game, which is like just staring at it for three hours, I'm basically looking down at my iPad while the stuff was on and I start looking around for the various ways to promote it because they're, they're all looking for that kind of stuff. If you, you know, whatever city you're from, contact them, contact the newspaper, you know, contact, like, mm -hmm. because they're interested in local stories mm -hmm. and it won't cost you anything, mm -hmm. right? Contact local community radio stations, same kind of thing, because they'll get it out there. Um, there, you can get free, um, uh, you can get your stuff published as um, a press release. And I can provide that information later if you want it, but it, it's, it's essentially doesn't cost anything. It, they, they basically create the press release for you. Um, they'll want money if they want it, if you want it distributed. But the fact that it's live on the internet forever and you can use it and kind of go from there. Um, other things to remember if you're going to do it is be involved in social. Mm -hmm. Right. It just in it again, that doesn't cost you anything either. Just to be friendly and say hi and and uh you know chat with people and make friends and that kind of thing and and uh, you know kind of go from there cool great okay finish telling me about the logo 
was there more to that that you were going to talk about? I didn't want oh, to yeah. cut you off a minute ago. <laughs> well, the logo, again, that probably gets back to the multimedia question you were asking earlier, yeah. right? So, and the marketing question, because, okay, so now I've got this finished track. It's mine, right? So we need to get it out there. So I'm going to, I'm going to create the packaging for it. So in this case, um, the artwork was, um, again, mimicking that 80s aesthetic, Right. So, you know, it, it, there was, the, the, you know, you think about Journey album covers and and Boston and Asia and all that. They're all paintings. They're all that kind of thing. And I didn't want to obviously spend and invest a huge amount of time in creating a full blown painting. But uh, I, I it, it's I basically created it all. I used the white background because I figured it's going to look great on T-shirts and mugs and things like that. Yeah. But again, um, that that look and feel of of the um, of the artwork. Uh, was designed that way so again it kind of remi it reminds the person of the of that 80s look um, and it's for anyone that's listening that that understands the technical side of it it's all built in illustrator it's all vector ah, yeah. right, right? Yeah, so yeah. That, that'll allow you to do just about anything you want with it yeah awesome all right what else do we need to know phil um just listen to the track yeah <laughs> Right. That, that's about it. Um, I mean, it's out there. It's, it's available worldwide. Um, for those that are not sure how to do something like that, it's easier than you think. Uh, once you have the track done, um, I would recommend that they invest a little bit of money in a, um, in a uh, what do you call it? audio engineer. Get it mixed and mastered. It doesn't cost that much to do. And then you end up with a master file. Uh, then go to a company like TuneCore, which they'll charge you all but, all but 11 bucks to register the track and hmm. distribute it for you worldwide. That's a nice right. tip. Yeah. Yeah. And right. that, I mean, that's all there is to it. Once it's out there, then that's it. Then it's up to you to let people know that it's there and get yeah. people to listen to it. And you can always submit to run radio. So anytime you've got more, you send it our way and come back when you have that next track ready. Thanks for spending some time with me. Oh, thank you.